When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. The Kings defeat the Houston Rockets tonight, 121-118. Lyles, Mitchell, and Jones score 24 points each, and Kings win. It feels good to say that, so I'm going to say it again. Kings win tonight. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to smash up that like button. And if you would like to join the Royal Family with Calvin, Vinny, and I, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Yeah, Kings win. Another great performance from Davion Mitchell, who is riding high right now. We're going to talk a lot about him on tonight's show. Damian Jones, another great game. Not a great game for defense, but an exciting game. Kings win. That's all you can ask for, like you said there. If you're listening via your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star rating. And if you would like to be a part of the show, you can always join us live after every single Kings game here on YouTube. We'll be right back with your Kings nightcap. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a wonderful evening. want to give a shout-out to everybody here in the chat. Jay, Drew, Mike, Sean, Jill, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you had a wonderful evening watching... uh, The Kings win another game, and I just want to remind you all before we get started, support for Royal Rebounds is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped Performance Package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free shipping worldwide. All you got to do is use the code ROYALFAMILY. That's one word, all caps, ROYALFAMILY at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, Calvin, that's about 8 million balls. That's a lot of balls. That is a lot of balls. So, as I mentioned, Kings win tonight, 121-118. And as Jay Drew says here, we finally got to see Davion nail one of those huge dunks. Super exciting to watch. Calvin, I, I believe he can fly. He's, he certainly can for a guy his size. That one, like you said, we've been talking about it. He's going to get one of these dunks at some point here in the year, and I think this was the one I was least prepared for. I, I did when he took off. I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, I, you know, I totally wasn't ready for that one at all. I don't think the Rockets were ready for it either. And uh, Davion Mitchell, we might see him on Sports Center later tonight. I definitely think you're going to see him on Sports Center. And I was surprised too because when he took off, it's kind of like when my dog goes to jump on the bed, but she's too far away and she just <laughs> kind of shorts it. And I was like, "Uh oh!" And he just flew right in there and dunked it. It was an amazing thing to watch. And speaking of which... There were a lot of highlight plays in this game. Yeah. A lot of highlight plays. High-scoring game. Very, very fun to watch. Uh, You know, they were on pace for a ton of points in this game. It slowed down a little bit in the fourth quarter. But amazing game to watch. And I'm going to say it again, Calvin. Kings win. Kings win. It was was an entertaining game. I'm not so sure I'm on the same page with you that it was a great game to watch. That second half was a little rough. (laughs) This game had zero flow to it. It was either 100 miles an hour up and down for alley-oops and fast break, wide open threes, or it was foul, 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 turnover, 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 um, and a couple technicals. So there was really no rhythm to this game, I felt like. But it was tightly contested. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, before we jump here into the box score, let's check out your keys to the game. Uh, Well, number one was slow down and play inside. I I mean, Houston is, they're a very small team. Uh, You know, there are times when they run out lineups where their tallest player is 6'8", 
and they play fast. They're number two in the league in pace at 101 uh, points per 100 possessions, um, and they get up and down. So I, I felt like the Kings had an advantage with size. Damian Jones had a really good game tonight, and I thought they could kind of maybe this was an opportunity to play slower uh, and more deliberate to kind of counteract what Houston likes to do. Uh, number two was bench points. Houston is number one in the league in bench points. Um, the the Kings were okay, I would say, off the bench. Jeremy Lamb, the high man with 12. Um, and if you look here at, at the Rockets, Bruno Fernando with 17 and Kenny Martin Jr. with 11 off the bench. So I think the advantage probably goes to the Rockets there. And then number three was crash the glass, and this is the biggest fail for the Kings, in my opinion, today. Houston's dead last in the NBA in rebounding. They play a small lineup. The Rockets had 12 offensive rebounds in this game. They averaged 42 rebounds a game for the season. They had 51 total in the game, and it was a big reason why, at the end of that third quarter, the Kings let the Rockets back in the game. A lot of offensive rebounds there at the end of that quarter. Yeah, the Kings were definitely missing Sabonis tonight. Uh, for anybody that's been living under a rock, Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, and Rashawn Holmes are all out for potentially uh, the remainder of the season. There's just, I think, five games left at this point. But for me, the, the main difference maker in this game, Calvin, was turnovers. The Kings only had nine turnovers in this game as opposed to 18 by the Houston Rockets. The Rockets really showed their youth in the turnover category. They have a very exciting young team with a lot of, uh, you know, high upside potential players. And as you mentioned, like, these dudes can score. Just a couple days ago, the Houston Rockets announced that they were shutting down three of their veterans for the rest of the season, and Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, and Dennis Schroeder. So that gives a lot more opportunity to these younger players, kind of similar to what the Kings are doing. But, uh, you know, it was a competitive game, and the Kings pulled it out there at the end. Yeah, when you double up a team like that in turnovers, where the other team commits double the amount of turnovers you do, that should equal a double-digit win for Mm -hmm. your team. But the fact that the Kings gave up all these rebounds there at the end of the game, um, and it's, you know, the same story with Sacramento always. doesn't matter who plays. Yep. They, They can't consistently string together four quarters of solid basketball where they're both playing well offensively, the ball is moving, they're getting good looks at the rim, and they're also adding on top of that multiple stops, you know, per five-minute, six-minute stretches. Yeah, some great play from the starters tonight. But the funny thing to me, Calvin, is, you know, and I want to talk about this a little bit later, we only have one starter right now that started at the beginning of the season that's still playing. And that's Harrison Barnes. You know, uh, Marvin Bagley didn't, consistent. didn't start out the season, but he did start a few games for this Kings team. Uh, we saw Mo Harkless. Uh, both of those guys are, are nowhere to be found here. Um, you know, De'Aaron Fox is out. And so, you know, the Kings are definitely trying to make way with a patchwork starting lineup here. But I really love the effort that I saw to Trey Lyles. I got to give him a shout out. And, you know, I'm going to ask you who you king of the night is a little bit later but just amazing night for Trey Lyles. This guy yeah. continues to impress. And, you know, it's it's funny because as soon as he came over from Detroit, you know, we're like, okay, what, what can we get from this guy, right? The Kings really need a four. That That's the position they really need to fill. We didn't see Trey play for the first couple games. And then now he's really emerged as this guy that's like, okay, maybe he's the starting power forward on this team. You know, 24 points tonight. 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Just a overall great game from Trey Laos. He just continues to stuff the stat sheet for Sacramento. Absolutely. He's been everything that they've needed at the power forward position. Consistency. Uh, he, he plays both ends of the floor. He's not the greatest defender, but he, he is a serviceable defender in his own right. Even when he's got to be switched out onto smaller players on the perimeter. He, he stays within himself. He doesn't gamble or t- try to reach for the ball, he tries to do the best he can at keeping guys in front. When he's knocking down his outside shot, he also has a decent post-up game. Really, really good pump fake. He's a really, really good player. Um, he's already having the best year of his career. He was in Detroit prior to coming to Sacramento. And now I, I think he's starting to flourish a little bit more. Him, Damian Jones, and Davion Mitchell right now for me are the only three guys outside of the obvious starters right that i'm right now saying i'm committed to keeping for next season oh wow trey lyles 
I don't. I still think the Kings should reach for a better starting power forward if they can, because he would be an amazing guy to have coming off the bench for them at the four. However, they're able to go out and really upgrade the sh- the shooting guard position in the mm-hmm. offseason, then I'm oh maybe okay with keeping Trey Lyles at starting at the four. It depends on who you get. But yep. Yeah, I mean it's good to have options, right? Because yeah. it seems like the Kings have had many players but no real options as far as like, you know, filling that position. Wanna give a shout out to Fred and Brian. Thank you yes, guys. Thank you guys for the beer money. It's much appreciated. And if anybody else wants to buy us a beer, you can hit us up in the Super Chatter or Super Sticker column at the bottom of the chat. All right, Calvin, I'll let you just kind of go here over the box score tonight. Um, You know, starters played great. They did. Uh, A lot of guys had really great statistical nights in this game for both teams. You already touched on it. Davian Mitchell, Damian Jones, Trey Lyles, all 24 points apiece. Lyles with a great complete all-around game 10 of 12 at the free throw line seven rebounds three assists one steal one block Um, and Harrison Barnes was his steady self again with 13 points Uh, and then off the bench we already mentioned Jeremy Lamb the high man with 12 and then for the Rockets it's all about their guards Kevin Porter Jr. 30 points 12 assists 12 rebounds a triple double and Jalen Green with 32 points on four or five uh, piece from the free throw line for both of those guys both teams shot horribly in this game. 26%, 27%, you can call it, from three for Sacramento and 31% from three for the Rockets. Neither team shot above 47% for the field for the whole game. So it was a little ugly, but both teams get up a lot of shots, yep. score a lot of points, and don't play a lot of defense. So the, this game was exactly as advertised. It was. It, it definitely was. And, you know, Davion Mitchell – Another amazing game for him. You know, I think this is his fifth straight game, 20-plus points, seven assists. He's done great in the starting lineup this year for your Sacramento Kings. And, you know, one of the things that we've been adamant that he needs to work on is free throws, right? Like, his free throw sh- shooting has not been great this year. But, you know, I was watching the broadcast today, and Katie was talking about it. As a starter... Davion Mitchell shooting 75% from the free throw line. And, you know, they kind of went over the numbers, the difference between him as a starter and him as a bench player. It's pretty incredible, Calvin. Like It really is stunning. Actually. Yeah. We talked about, you know, it doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish. There's guys yeah. that, you know, don't start in this league, but they get 25, 30 minutes a night. It really seems to matter for Davion Mitchell starting, or at least in this small sample size, he's playing so much better as a starter and I want to talk a little bit more about him but before we do that I got to give another shout out to Dante DiVincenzo that steal there at the end of the game or that forced turnover at the end of the game was was huge dude just continues to just try hard all over the court it doesn't matter what the score is or what's going on he just gives it his best and two for four from three-point range so you know he's hitting that three-point shot much much better and uh, second in the team in rebounds tonight as well for him. Yeah, we already know, or we've talked a lot about how great of a rebounder he is for a guard. Uh, he, he's just a really solid player, a guy that you'd like to have on your team. You know, I uh, I'm, wasn't really thrilled with the three turnovers today. He is not very uh, sound in terms of playmaking and ball handling, in my opinion. He's got to take another step or two in, in those areas for next year. Yep. But... That being said, you know, he's still kind of coming into his own on this team. He's expected to have a bigger role or maybe the biggest role that he's had as a pro Mm -hmm. with Sacramento. Uh, So, you know, there's there's a lot to like about him, obviously. I want to give a shout out to Tanvir and Ray. Ray has a good comment here. I want to hear your thoughts, Calvin. Only logical reason to start Holiday over DiVincenzo is to keep DiVincenzo's market value down. I mean, you and I talked about the reason they're probably starting Holiday is because he played with Sabonis. Now Sabonis isn't playing, so chemistry shouldn't really matter at this point. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I I also am going to go out on a limb and say if DiVincenzo was starting, he just isn't playing well enough or hasn't played well enough for me right now to say that in these last 10 games his market value was going to skyrocket the way we maybe are seeing Davion Mitchell do. I I don't think that he would have really done much uh in in those in in that aspect or you know played to the level where he really would have exploded 
his market value. But I, I do think that there's truth to that. There's there is no reason at this point to not start him. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. He's got to start. Or De'Aaron Fox has to come back, and they got to start Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox, which, you know, we're going to talk about that here a little bit later, but I don't see a reason in in any of these guys actually returning, and, and that's yeah. Fox. You know, we already heard Holmes is out, Sabonis. Uh, we did see Alex Len for only four minutes tonight. But, you know, now is the time to let these younger guys play, let them run, see what you can get out of them. I, we saw Josh Jackson on the court tonight. Yep. Uh, he had a great play. Uh, I think in the third quarter of this game. Um, but Calvin, so king of the game. I got to go Davion Mitchell. As great as Damian Jones and Trey Lyles played, you could both or you could give it to either any of those three guys. I got another stat for you on Davion Mitchell. Okay. Since 2000, the 2000-2001 season, only two players in their rookie seasons have scored 20 or more points and dished out seven or more assists in five straight games. Trey Young and Davion Mitchell. Wow. He's the king of the night. King of the night. The crazy thing is, is he hasn't even played that much I this know. season, too. <laughs> it, it's just so wild. You know, I want to hear from you guys all here in the chat what your thoughts are on Davion Mitchell. And, you know, don't at me here because I'm not suggesting this, but I just want to know if Davion's recent play – gives you second guesses about keeping deer and fox or potentially moving deer and fox because you know we all agree that the goal is to make this team a better team if you look while you're going in the offseason if you look at your roster and you say okay what are my most valuable trade chips i gotta think deer and fox and davion mitchell are towards the top of that list especially considering how well davion's been playing lately yeah, no, I have to agree with you. I'd like to say that it's a good problem to have, but unfortunately, I don't think it's that great of a problem. Like the his emergence this late in the season, yep. It's going to really throw Monty McNair for a loop, it will. I think in it the offseason because now you, that is a real serious thought that creeps into your head because if you trade De'Aaron Fox, you you could maybe get a, an all-star player right now right or yep. today to plug into one of those shooting guard or power forward positions and the maybe question even is, keep your pick exactly the question is is Davion going to continue to play like this as the full-time starter next year or or even be close to this level it's a big gamble to take because it's a, such a small sample size however he's played so well that you you really do have to legitimately think about these things now yeah whether yeah, you I pull agree. the trigger on it or not and i i think we can officially say that monty mcnair hit on this draft pick. oh yeah there was yeah. some questions earlier in the season. You know, everyone was all excited after preseason and all that in summer league. And they're like, yes, Davion Mitchell is the best player in the draft. He's going to win rookie of the year, all this. He kind of went through, uh, you know, a, a rookie slump. Now he's playing incredible basketball. And, and for me, it's official. They, they hit on this draft pick. Like, yeah, and, they did. And if you think about all the guys that were drafted, you know, before him up to eight or even in the top ten, they all were – went into much more favorable positions for themselves. They they were expected to start. They were expected to play big minutes right yeah. away. They didn't have to play behind two guys at the same position as themselves. So Davion had a, he had a harder road, I guess, to get to where he's at now, even though it, it he didn't really do anything to earn it. It you know, yeah. Fox is hurt, so now he's playing. But he you gotta give him all the credit in the world we all knew about his work ethic coming into the season. It's been validated so far this year. A lot of people say he's by far the hardest working player on this team, which again is another question mark you have to raise about De'Aaron Fox, right? If he's your franchise player, you can't let you can't be outworked by these guys, right? Like That's true. And Sass has a good point here. Kings fans always like the new and shiny. I mean, we do because we don't ever have any old and shiny. <laughs> All we have is new and shiny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any NBA fan base out there that doesn't like the new and shiny. Whether your yep. team's already good or your team sucks, <laughs> new and shiny gives you a reason to be excited, you know? Yeah, Sean's got a good point here, too. It reminds me of last season where Fox is injured and Hallie's starting and showing out. 
I also want to give another shout out here to Monty McNair. Like I know a lot of people have been, you know, very critical of him and the job that he's done here in Sacramento. Some people were saying he's on the hot seat and all this stuff, but dude has done exactly what he said he's going to do. He's going to draft best available. The last two drafts best available. And I'd say he hit on both of those draft picks. He's accumulated assets. He traded for an all-star. He hasn't handicapped this team with any bad contracts. Uh, I just got to give a shout-out to him. I, I hope fans can be a little bit more patient because I really like the direction we're moving in. Yeah, yeah. I think it just puts even more weight on this offseason yeah. for Sacramento. The fact that Davion's playing like this creates, I guess, more pressure on the front office. I, I don't know. It's... It's hard to to say that there's more pressure on a team that just continues to lose all the time and it's yeah. now 16 straight. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there is pressure automatically from that itself, but this uh, there's a lot of big decisions to be made. Here. Yeah, Sass, how big is the sample size? It's big enough for you. That's that's what I want to know. You know, if if he gets traded next year at the deadline and he's been playing like this, is is that enough sample size for you? I, I want to know. I think all of us would like to see a bigger sample size. Sure. Like, you know, if you look at data, you always want more in order to get a, a more logical or, or critical, uh, solid answer. But I think a lot can be gained just by the eye test, seeing his pro progression throughout the course of the season. His numbers have gone up and up and up pretty much every month throughout the course of the year. Uh, and just the fact that he's a two-way, legitimate two-way player. Yeah. He, he does give up size, but I, th I think that you can safely say Davion is, is a player in this league now. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think that's and pretty... Alex, slow down, man. We're not advocating to trade Fox or any of that stuff. We're just having <laughs> an open conversation about how to improve this team and trying to figure out, weigh it out, it has nothing to do with if Davion is a better player than Fox. It's what can we use to bring better players to the team? We need a point guard. Uh, one of these two guys could potentially be that, but we need to bring in other players. And what is yeah, it going to take? And we're looking at this from the front office perspective. You know, when, you, yep. when you're the GM of a team, unless it's a certain situation, you know, like a LeBron James or, or somebody like that. Yeah you have to be thinking about these things all the time, whether it's uh, the right move or not, or whether it's a move that you even eventually make, you, you have to constantly be thinking of different ways that you can improve your team. And this is potentially a way that they could improve the team a lot. Yeah. And Davion does have a lot to develop. There's a lot of players in the league. I, I would say almost every player in the league has stuff to develop, but we know he's got the, the work ethic. Oh man, Ray, you're bringing up our next topic. Anthony Davis. We'll talk about that in the next section. No. But I want to wrap up before and we Sass, get to. Of course, Davion's got a lot to develop. So does Tyrese. Even De'Aaron Fox, five years in, still has more to develop yeah. in his game. Yeah. Davion's a rookie. All, all I'm saying is, you got to give credit to the guy for the way that he's played this year. Like, I agree. He, he he's balling out. <laughs> but before we get off off too much off topic, I want to finish wrapping up this game here, and then you know we got to ton of time tonight so we're going to talk about anthony davis we're going to talk some more about davion mitchell we're going to talk about the king starters and uh we have another preview for our new channel basketball at the bar to show you guys as well um i want to hear your thoughts on hb tonight you know pretty quiet night for him scoring wise only 13 points he played a ton of minutes didn't get a lot of shots um, but no turnovers plus 11 i know you're not a big fan of that but I just want to hear your thoughts on, on HB's game tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was solid overall. Like, I, I'm never really that disappointed in Harrison. He's When he plays well, it's more of a product of how the, the team as a whole is playing, I think. And I'm talking about offensively, specifically. Uh, he is the type of player that you can give him the ball in the mid to high post mm -hmm. and, and say, just go get a bucket or try to get to the free throw line. But he's best used as an off-ball cutter or a guy that's going to be open in the, at, for three, you know, the recipient of a nice pass. And the only way that stuff happens is with good ball movement in your sets, in your offensive sets. And tonight, the Kings didn't have a lot of that. It, it was 
a lot of one-on-one ball. I mean, that's what the Rockets like to do, and I felt like the Kings kind of just played into that a little bit. So when they when the Kings don't share the ball well, uh, I think you tend to see more games like this from Harrison where he's, instead of scoring 20 points, maybe he's down in the 10, 13 like he was tonight. Yeah. Do you think they're going to sit him or, or, or you know, rest him through the rest of the season at one point here? I mean, there's only five games left. Uh, he's one of the oldest players on this team. Is there a reason for him to be out there at this point? Um, I don't know. That's always a tough one for me. You know, people like to say that you should be resting these guys so that they don't get hurt, which there's truth to that. But my problem with that logic is – an injury could happen at any time. These guys get paid to play. If they want to play, th- let them play. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't see they're professionals. They're supposed to be out there. You know, I, I'm not sitting here saying that De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis should be playing. But Harrison's healthy. Um, if he wants to play, let him play. I, yeah, I don't see any problem with it. And the Kings still don't have many wing players, right? So, like, even if he were to yeah. be out, it's not like they have an up-and-coming, young, budding, small forward and to they, slide in there. Exactly. They don't have a ton of wings in waiting right now, you know? that they That's one of the positions that they really need to kind of fill out. So, The Blazers just lost. They're now ahead of the Kings in the draft lottery. I mean – what does that really mean? Well, they're one percentage point ahead. The, the stuff is still fluctuating. And just because you're there with the fifth or the sixth spot doesn't mean you're going to end up with that. It's, it's all about how the ping pong balls roll. It really is. Yeah. All right. Last guy I want to talk about as far as this game goes, Damian Jones. This guy just keeps surprising me more and more and more. It was only just a few months ago, Calvin, where you and I were like already like, I love what I've seen from this guy. And it's been very limited what we saw at that point. But we just thought there was way more potential out there than what we were actually getting on the court. He seems to be getting better and better. 24 points again tonight, uh, tied with Lyles and Mitchell. Nine rebounds, five assists, four huge blocks for him. He stayed out of foul trouble, 9 of 13 from the field. This guy just keeps getting better and better. I agree. I he's in my opinion he's now surpassed Rashawn Holmes. I think he's a better player than Rashawn. Wow, really? He, he has again, when you look at I know people are going to go crazy here. Now, I'm not talking about longevity, statistics, all that stuff. There's more to prove just like Davion, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at their uh what they can do on the basketball court, Damian Jones can do more than Rashawn Holmes can do. He's got a more reliable outside shot. He can even hit the occasional three. I think he's better defender on the win, on the perimeter on smaller players than Rashawn. Um, he's got more of a post up game than Rashawn does. He's a a very he has a lot of potential. I like Damian Jones a lot, and I hope that the Kings keep him around. I would love for him to be backing up Sabonis again next year and getting more consistent minutes than we saw throughout the majority of this season. Okay, so you're bringing him off the bench then if he comes back. Yes. Okay. I still view him as a five. I, I don't like the idea of playing him at the four. I did just say that he can shoot from outside a little bit, but it's nowhere near consistent enough for me yeah. to stick him out there at the four. And you don't want to put Sabonis at the four and Jones at the five. I, I don't because, again, that just takes – He doesn't get to play It takes paint, Sabonis yeah. away from where I think he's most effective. Yep. Alex said, would you guys rather keep Jones or Metu? I feel like they're both fringe, young, cheap bigs that we have. I like Jones a lot. He has a smooth jumper. Just need him to get some muscle. I think Calvin already answered that question, but I'll I'll let you answer it again, Calvin, if you want. I'm keeping Damian Jones. I like Metu a lot as well. I think there's a lot of upside with him too. Um, But Damian Jones has shown me more consistency than Chemezi Metu and they're you know they play different positions I guess so it's it's a little bit but and Metu's actually had some great games too but like you he said has. it's just he not has. the consistency that's out there and Damian Jones has had some inconsistency as well but I get what you're saying just overall game overall picture he's shown he me more. can do a lot more yeah he really can 
Did you see that uh, that Metu spin move tonight? That was really nice. That was good. I yeah. saw that and I was like, oh, yeah. little Siakam. Yeah. We got a little Siakam yeah. in him here. And yeah, that's the thing with him. He he's so athletic um, and just physically gifted that when you see stuff like that, you're like, oh man, this guy could be really good. But it, it takes it takes more than that. You have to be able to put it together night in and night out. I think it's Greg Anthony said something the other day on, on NBA TV. The great players do it four out of five nights. Yeah. Good players do it two or three nights. Superstars What's do it Metu? every night. Superstars <laughs> I mean, do know, it every night. I don't even know night. if Metu gives you two nights a week. So So here's another part of the equation. Chemezi Metu has a team option next season, $1.9 million, that the Kings can choose to keep him or they can let him move on. Damian Jones is a free agent. So – it really depends on what he's going to be asking, what the market looks like. We saw just yeah, talk you know, about a guy who might be driving his market value up yeah, right now at the end of the season. We just saw what happened, you know, the last year with Holmes uh, coming off of a very productive season, one of the best seasons, if not his best season of his career. And there just wasn't a real market out there for him. So the Kings were able to re sign Rashawn Holmes at like 11 million uh, this next upcoming season just because the market wasn't there. I think Damian Jones is going to have a little bit more market than that. But, Calvin, I just want to hear, uh, you know, as far as money-wise, what are you willing to give him? One. And two, Trey Lyles, who's been playing incredible as well, also has a team option for $2.6 million next season. Are you keeping both of those guys? And what are you willing to pay Damian Jones? Ideally, yeah, I'm keeping both of those guys because I I would like for Damian to be the the backup center to Sabonis and Lyles to be the backup power forward to you know some bigger name player that the Kings are able to acquire. So I think the team option for Trey Lyles is a no brainer. Like the 2.6 million is not that much. As far as what I'm willing to pay Damian Jones, that's a tough one because you're not really sure what the market is going to look like right away. Um, there's also been, you know, the salary cap issues over the past couple of years with COVID kind of shrinking that overall cap a little bit. So it's kind of handicapped certain teams, small market teams, especially in how much money they can actually spend. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That being said, I mean, I'm comfortable probably giving him somewhere in a range of 11 to 13 million a year. Oh, wow. Okay. I think that's probably not too far off from what he could get anyway. Okay. I was thinking more five to seven, but then I started rethinking that and I'm like, okay, if, if you think he's got a higher upside than Rashawn Holmes, then he should be paid at least as well, if not better. Than Rashawn I, I would like to keep him under that, you know, yeah. eight, nine, we, 10 we million would, would be great. Would. Right. Yeah. But again, I, I think you always, especially when you look at the free agent market, you, you kind of have to plan or give yourself a little extra cushion to say, okay, this is a little more than what I really want to spend, but it might actually cost this much to keep this guy. So we have to budget out accordingly. Yeah. What's up, Gotham? Good to see you here. We're just uh, discussing another great night by Damian Jones and what it's going to cost to potentially keep him in the off season because he is a free agent. Yeah. I'm, I'm mixed on it because of the fact that Rashawn has a much greater sample size that we were just talking about earlier, which I think led to that contract for him. I don't think Damian Jones will get quite as much just based on that. But I, I totally agree with you hundred percent bigger upside can do more on the basketball court he just needs to show more, and he needs to be a little bit more consistent about it. Gotham is mixed and as I, well. I could be Priest, wrong. What it, up, Priest? Maybe the Kings get lucky, and they're able to sign him for $8 million a year. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. But the, the way it seems to go with the NBA these days, especially guys that you s haven't seen a lot of yet, but mm -hmm. you've seen a little bit that you really like and you think there's a lot of potential there, 
in general, I feel like NBA teams overplay, overpay for those guys. Yeah. But not necessarily because they want to, but because other teams are all in on it and it drives the price up. Especially teams like Sacramento. Well, guys, I'm going to be on Locked on Kings tomorrow with Matt George. So make sure you tune into that. And I will ask Matt what he thinks it will take. And I will report back to you guys on Friday on uh, what we think it will take to bring back Damian Jones. Because I really like the dude a lot, man. He's... You know, the numbers, if you just look at the season numbers, seven points a game, four rebounds, you know, one assist. He's 26 already. Um, but I, I just I feel like these bigger guys take a little bit longer to develop. We saw it happen with yep. Hassan Whiteside really speaking. in Miami and, and, you know, some of these other guys. But I also want to leave it out here that Damian Jones is not my top priority. <clears throat> If I'm chasing a big-name free agent and I need cap space for him, Damian Jones, unfortunately, is going to be one of the guys to go. But I do really like him, and I would prefer to keep him next season. I really would. With the Spurs and Blazers losing tonight and the Lakers looking bad, the Kings could somehow make the play-in. Oh, man. (laughs) There's that band word again. (laughs) The play-in. The play-in. We all would love to make the play-in. How cool would that be to, uh, I guess, knock the Lakers out or prevent them from making the plan? I'm just happy if they miss the playoffs. I think the Lakers are going to do it to themselves. I don't know if anybody's going to do it to them. That's crazy. And on that topic, I want to talk about Anthony Davis. But we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we return, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into your Sacramento Kings. Welcome back, everybody. Just want to remind you all that support for Royal Rebounds is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ROYALFAMILY. That's all capitals, one word, ROYALFAMILY. At manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. And uh, who knows? You guys might get a cool Manscaped t-shirt like this as well. <laughs> it's Barry's favorite shirt, by the way. It is. It is my new favorite shirt. It's just so comfortable. Uh, Gotham is driving home from Tahoe and not drinking tonight. Well, good for you, buddy. Good for you. It's always good to take a break. I'm taking a break. All right. So before we dry- dive a little bit deeper into the show here, guys... I have another surprise for you. Some of you might know already, but if you do not, Calvin and I are starting a second YouTube channel called Basketball at the Bar. It's a cool theme. Uh, Each show is going to be about between an hour and two hours. We're going to do one show every single day, Monday through Friday, through the entirety of the playoffs. We're going to see how it goes, and if it picks up, we're going to continue with that channel Don't worry, Royal Rebounds is not going anywhere. We're going to continue to do Royal Rebounds, so make sure you guys stick with us. But if you're interested in all NBA content where we talk about every single team in the league, make sure you guys subscribe. Vinny's going to show you here a a quick little video. Yo, yo. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need them to just a beer in a cup. We're here, we're here for fresh conversations. Got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the cloth, and everyone that's in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. For sure. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar. Grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Let's get it. Subscribe to the channel and turn on your notifications. <laughs> Grab your drinks and let's go. And uh, this is what it's going to look like. Um, you know, we got the trophy over there. We got our ball. We got our tip jar. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to finish up the show with this background because I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys click on that link in the chat. It's also in the description. Go subscribe to that channel. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun during the playoffs. So make sure you guys tune in for that. All right, Calvin, a couple questions here I see in the chat. First off, what type of playing style should the Kings try? 
I don't know if you can answer that question right now just because, A, the, the Kings are going to hire a new head coach this offseason. They're also expected to make some more significant roster changes, try to bring in a big-name player, at least one. Um, so until those things happen, I don't know that you can sit down right now and say this is what they, this is what style or what system they should play. I think you have to wait to see, go through the interview processes with the coaches. Um, they'll give you their, you know, ideas and expectations of this is what I would run with this team, all that stuff. Then you got to go through free agency, and then you get to training camp and you see what you really have, and you have to decide what your style is going to be from there. Um, you know, obviously having a player like De'Aaron Fox on your team means that you are, um, you have an advantage in that you have this guy who is the fastest, one of the fastest, if not the fastest player in the league. So you would think that you should try to play an up-tempo style of offense. But who knows? Depending on the coach that they get and the other players on the team, maybe that isn't the best style for them to run. So I, it's a to be determined, I would say, at this point. Yeah, it's a uh, it's funny. I've been watching that new HBO series Winning Time. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's the Lakers I dynasty. I, I watched like one or two of those episodes like a month ago and then I kind of forgot about it. We got busy in all of our uh, shenanigans and all that stuff. I was able to catch up last night and I watched like three episodes. And right now that's what they're arguing about is style of play for this Showtime Lakers team and what to do with Magic Johnson and some of these other guys. For me, it really depends on a coach. And I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but they're in the same situation as the Kings right now. They're trying to find their head coach. And, you know, many of you already know who that becomes for them. Uh, he's in Miami right now. But the Kings need to find a coach, and they need to start there and go from that. You know, playing styles, players, you know, all these things are important. But I feel like the front office – is in a good position right now they need to bring in their guy their coach and then build that together because in reality the coach is the one that really is responsible for that and the coach is the one that takes uh you know the the responsibility or you know if they win it's their fault or it's it's up to them if they lose it's their fault so yeah they take all the blame in a loss and give all the credit to the players in a win that was a very long way of me yep. trying to say that yes <laughs> but I think they need to hire a coach first, figure out playing style then. Now, when you're looking for a coach, you want to find a coach that complements your players, right? Or if you decide a playing style, you want to choose a coach that, you know, can work through that style. But for me, I'm hiring and interviewing, or just, sorry, just interviewing a bunch of different coaches, showing them my roster and, and telling them, hey, you're the coach. You tell me what what you do with this roster. You tell me what the best style of play is. And, you know, the front office needs to get together. They need to work and talk about all that stuff, and they need to make a decision. Yeah. I think that's Absolutely. the I think that's the best way best way to move forward. And guys, I'm actually really excited. I, I hope you guys are. I hope you can tell the excitement in my voice because it you know, I've been telling myself the Kings are gonna make the playoffs next season for a long very, time. very long time. And, you know, most of it is just hope. Now I'm actually seeing some positive things happen. And so that leads me to believe that we're heading in the right direction. I do think the Kings will make the playoffs next season. If they do not, it's not going to completely crush me, but I need to see some more progress in that direction. And, and I honestly think we will see that. All right, Calvin. So let's talk about Anthony Davis. Let's talk about it. I brought this up maybe a month and a half ago, and you yeah. laughed. You laughed at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to do the same thing. Yeah, you can. That's fine. But, you know, today I read a ton of articles about why the Lakers need to move on from Anthony Davis. Yeah. And potential packages and all this stuff. For me, Kings need to make a move for Anthony Davis if it's possible. If you don't give up De'Aaron Fox, you don't give up DeMontis Sabonis, I feel like Anthony Davis would fit on this team perfectly. Anthony Davis, for me, fits on all 30 out of 30 teams. He's that good. Obviously, he's got the injury issues, 
Everybody likes to call him Mr. Glass, says he can't stay on the floor. If that guy can give me 55 games a year and be healthy for the playoffs, sign me up. I will take that any day of the week. Uh, I still don't see it totally realistic that the Kings are able to put together a deal for him that doesn't include Sabonis or Fox. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the Lakers would be looking for outside of those guys. You know, maybe they like DiVincenzo a little bit, but that's, that's not enough to get Anthony Davis. So it's a great thought. Yeah. And doesn't mean you don't go out and try to do it. Like you said, I just don't find it very realistic. Would you trade Fox straight up for AD? Man, that's tough. Because the that way is, that Davion Mitchell has been playing makes me second-guess myself. Otherwise, I would have been like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Because De'Aaron Fox hasn't been the most healthy guy either. He hasn't. As much He's as I love De'Aaron been Fox. healthier than Anthony Davis as of late. But like I just said, you know, I'm if, I, if there's a way for me to get Anthony Davis on my team, I'm going to do it, even with his injury past all right i'm gonna put it here in the in the chat we're talking about a guy when he's fully healthy is i would say easily one of the seven or eight best players in the nba yeah i want to hear from you guys i just put a poll up fox for ad straight up no picks nobody else yes or no let me know what you think trade fox and second pick for ad Davis at the five, Sabonis at the four. I, I honestly think they'd be interchangeable I at agree. that point. I agree. I, I see it as kind of the Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins thing where yeah. it doesn't really matter who's where. And I would play them more like Sabonis is the five. You know, I would have him more inside because Anthony Davis has the range. He has the ball handling ability to get to the basket from the perimeter. He can stretch the floor, all that stuff. You know, you can run a lot of interesting high-low stuff interchangeable with both of them. But I think you keep the two guys, you keep them both where their uh, bread and butter is. Yeah, and Anthony Davis, I want to say that this is an off year from him for three point range because his numbers are absolutely horrible this season. But it's only one year. We've seen him shoot much better from three point range. So I have to think that this is a fluke and potentially uh, a buy low opportunity on Anthony Davis. Definitely. All right. So next topic here, I want to talk about the starters. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the Kings only have one starter that's still starting that started at the beginning of the season. You know, Buddy Heald uh, was in and out of the lineup. Uh, we saw Marvin Bagley, Mo Harkless, uh, Deer yeah, and Almost Fox. everybody on this team. Like, Alex Len has started. Yeah. I mean, pretty so much many different players. started at some point for them. Harrison Barnes is still here. So fast forward to the offseason. If Fox is coming back, which no-brainer for me, he's a starting point guard on this team. If Harrison Barnes is coming back, starting small forward. Sabonis is back, starting center. That leaves the our two favorite positions, Calvin. Yep. Shooting guard, power forward. I've advocated for DiVincenzo to start. I think he should be starting right now to figure out what we have uh, because we're going to have to pay this dude in the offseason to bring him back. And, you know, this has been two years now where the Kings have tried to trade for DiVincenzo, so it's pretty obvious that Monty really likes this guy. And then Trey Lyles has really emerged at this kind of four position right now. Another great night for him, 24 points tonight, seven rebounds. He's been playing really, really well. Let's say you weren't to make any moves here in the offseason. What would be your starting five going into next year? Uh, I mean, it would probably be that, that you just listed. Fox, DiVincenzo, Barnes, Lyles, and Sabonis. Um, the problem for me is I don't know how much better that team is than this team this year. I, I would like to think if they all stay healthy that they win more games then they've won. Then they will end up winning this season. But the question is, how much more? Mm -hmm. I I just don't see a drastic improvement unless the team really comes together and next year is a not just a much better defensive team, but takes huge steps forward. Steps forward on the defensive end. That's the only way for me 
with the same roster as cur- currently constructed that this team makes any sort of move up in the standings. Yeah, and, you know, coaching is a big part of that. So, you know, a new coaching staff could help solve some of those issues. So if you could only bring in one guy, a shooting guard or a power forward, let's say they're the same type of player or quality of player, who are you replacing first, DiVincenzo or Lyles? Well, I wouldn't necessarily like to replace either one of them. I, I mean, just in like the starting, to move them to in the, the bench. starting lineup. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes. In the starting lineup. Uh, I think it probably has to depend on who the player is for me. You know, I mean, if it's Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell, yeah, 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 yeah. go with that. Uh, or if it's Anthony Davis, like it, it just kind of depends on, I guess, who the the player is. Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis. Which one am I taking out of those yeah. two? Yeah. That's very tough. Probably Bradley Beal. Okay. I think. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm probably going to go with him. I'm a broken record, but bring me Levine, LOL. Try to trade for Mitchell, then try to trade for Gobert. We need perimeter defense. Oh, good luck, man. I know, I know Zach Levine would be great to add to this team, but good luck signing him. I mean – uh, for if me, the Bulls don't offer him a max contract next year, somebody else will, and he's probably going to pick them over Sacramento. You never know, man. You never it's know. True, you never know. But sometimes you have a pretty good feeling. Yeah, like some of these guys, they just have connections, you know. So, you know, we saw the whole Gordon Hayward to Boston thing, right? Yeah. Because his college coach signed was that Brad Stevens yep. became the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He chose Boston, who was kind of rebuilding at that point or trying to get better over a very, very competitive Utah team. So players do do that. It really depends on who this team brings in as far as coaching staff and all that goes. Uh, We saw, who was it tonight, Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. talking with uh, Doug Christie because they're from the same area. So there's connections. Same high school. Yeah, there's connections there. Rico Hines, if he stays with the Kings, he's been a big fan of a bunch of the guys around the league. So yeah, I mean that the NBA just like life, it's all about connections and networking and all that stuff, and it's very much that way in the NBA. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you know, guys like Davion Mitchell playing well is good for Sacramento. Whether you're on the tank train or not. Guys playing well in a Sacramento uniform, Sacramento getting in the top 10 plays, people talking about Sacramento, it's all good for bringing guys here. And if you want to change the culture, you got to change the perception first. (laughs) There you go, Alex. You're using L.A. as a recruiting tactic to come to Sacramento. I like that. (laughs) Maybe Vegas instead of L.A. I don't know. It's about the same-ish flight, a little bit longer, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, no one wants to go to San Francisco anymore, huh? Yep. That's funny. All right. Any other uh, burning topics that you want to talk about, Calvin, here? I mean, we got five games left. Yeah. Houston to finish up the road trip, then two games at home against Golden State and New Orleans. New Orleans has actually been playing really, really well. I think they're probably going to gobble up that playoff spot. And then the Clippers, they just got Paul George back. He had an amazing game game last night. night. That was a lot of fun to watch. And then we got Phoenix, and I think they're playing Golden State right now. I'm not sure exactly what the score of that game is. It was very close a second ago. I think it was tied 96-all the last I saw. Suns win, 107-103. Wow. So, you know, we got A lot of really good games in the NBA tonight. Grizzlies win again on the road without John Morant by mm-hmm. one point. That Boston-Miami game was also really, really good, really fun to watch. Yeah. So five games left for your Sacramento Kings to finish up the season. Five more opportunities to roll out this team and see what you got out of these young guys. See who you want to keep, who you want to trade. Uh, see who's worth trading or, or for other teams to look at and say, wow, we want that guy. I definitely have to say I think Davion Mitchell is turning some heads at this point, just like Tyrese was, uh, you know, a few months ago. 
I love him. I want him to remain on this Kings team, but I'm going to say it over and over again, Calvin. This team needs to get better. They need to add talent. Nobody on this team is uh, untradeable for me as long as they're bringing in more talent than they're sending out. Yeah. Yeah. After this game, Davion needs to work on getting double teamed. I'm assuming you mean uh, adjusting his play to the fact that he's getting double teamed more now that, that he's starting to become kind of a breakout player. And I agree with you. It's just another adjustment that he'll have to make. He'll make it. I'm not worried about that. Gotham said, Kings are making the play, and you heard it here first. Man, they'd really be backing their way into that. That, that would be quite the, quite the event. But it's surprise. possible. It is. It's I mean, possible. they were known as the comeback Kings, right? So they've done it before. So the, here's the question. If the Kings make the play-in, do you play Fox and Sabonis? You have to, right? I mean, you, you you have to. So Spurs lose tonight. Blazers lose tonight. The Lakers are back in the playoff or play-in in position number 10 now. They are three wins ahead of Sacramento, but the Kings are five losses ahead. So the Lakers would pretty much have to lose and the Spurs would pretty much have to lose every single one of their games through the rest of the season. And the Kings would have to win at least four games because they do and not have a, the tiebreaker. Tall order, but not impossible. You're saying there's a chance. I mean, it is possible guys. It, it is possible, but very, very unlikely at this point. If, if you were to put a odds on it, you think the Kings have a better chance of making the play in or getting the number one pick? Because I think they're at like, oh, man. what did I say it was 9, 9%, 9.1%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's maybe being the, yeah, at number one pick. I mean, they they were only, well, I guess that was the playoffs, not the play-in. That's a tough one. I, I'd probably lean towards play-in tournament just because, the Lakers are a mess, and we don't know if Le when LeBron is coming back. Uh, the Blazers seem to be in full-on tank mode, and uh, you know, I guess it's going to come down to the the schedule for the last five games. You know, yeah, because the Spurs are definitely going for it. So that that's the the team to me that is going to be just like last year. It, it was San Antonio and Sacramento right down to the wire for that that final spot. That's true. And I think that's going to be the case this year as well. That's true. What's up, Key Kings? Good to see you here. I hope you like the new layout. We are testing out some stuff. We are launching a second all-NBA channel starting April 11th. Uh, check out the chat. I got it pinned up there. We would appreciate if you guys would all go and subscribe to that channel. We just love talking about basketball so much. If the Kings don't make the playoffs, we can't stop now. Can't. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, so as far as these next few games, you know, I, I really do think that a lot of these games are winnable. I mean, what did I say? They need to win four games. So Houston, that's one. <laughs> Golden State, we don't know what's happening with them. I saw someone in the chat mention that Clay Thompson's making a, d a lot of dumb mistakes recently. Dude hasn't played in two years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I saw him today briefly watching that game, and he just looked confused or, or like, what's going on? Why why did that happen? Or he's arguing with somebody. Still a wonderful player. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to take the Kings in that game, but it's possible, and it is at home, which for Sacramento means nothing at this point. You have New Orleans, who has been playing absolutely incredible, but the Kings almost beat them this year as well. And then you have the Clippers and the Suns, which – for me, that sounds like four losses to me. If, uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, this is going to come down to like who locked their position and they're happy to rest their guys. You know, the Clippers, they're not making it to the seventh seed. They're not dropping below nine. So no, but you got to think Paul George is he's going to be playing. He's right? going to want to get some out minutes. for so long. Yep. He's got to get some reps back in. It's a. Uh, but as we've seen over the course of the year, it doesn't matter if the other team's best players are out. It's still a tough game for the Kings. So That's th true. those are four legit teams. I, I would be – if they win three out of those four games, I, I will be greatly 
enthused and surprised. Warriors are still jockeying for position here. You know, it looks like the Pelicans are pretty safe. And then the Suns, they have the best record. So I, I don't see any point in them, you know, pl- putting out their full lineup in the last game of the season. But it is possible. Uh, I think if the Kings are going to make the play in, they got to work for it. And if they make it, if they win all these games, they deserve it, in my opinion. Oh, sure. Of course they do. Any uh, any keys to the game for this next game against Houston? I know we just played Houston tonight, but I want to just you know hear your thoughts based on tonight's performance. If they need to adjust anything, uh, you know they doubled up the Rockets in turnovers, and you mentioned they should win by double digits. So I just want to hear your thoughts on Friday's game against the Rockets. Um, well, for me, rebounding is, again, a huge, huge key. We talked about it earlier. Houston is not a good rebounding team. They're a small team, and they're dead last in the league in rebounds per game. You can't allow them to, to get 50 rebounds and critical offensive board time and time again to keep possessions going. Uh, you, you have to find a way to get those boards and, and close them out there. And then number two – I would just say they've got a – Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green are really all this team has right now. If they're not going to play any of the, these other guys, Christian Wood and Schroeder and all these people, mm-hmm. that's it. Those are the guys that are going to be taking all the shots. I want to see Davion guard Kevin Porter Jr. more. They had him on Jalen Green a lot tonight, which there's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but Kevin Porter Jr. is more the engine that makes this team go, I think. Yep. He's more of the playmaker – really good rebounder i'd like davion to guard him for the majority of the game um and and they just got to be better at closing out on the three-point line especially when it's one of those two guys putting up a shot yeah i agree well you guys heard it here first you got a project prediction on the game uh i'm gonna say the kings win this one again Okay. Uh, it, I think it's going to be another close game. I like I, it. I think these teams are as bad as it sounds, evenly matched. <laughs> yeah. They're both not very good teams that have their their best players or a lot of their best players done for the year, aren't going to be playing. It's all about the young guys. It's an up and down game. So I, I think it'll be another high scoring game, another pretty close game, but I'll say the Kings are able to squeak this one out again. I love it, Calvin. I love to hear you when you predict a Kings victory. Cause <laughs> I don't, don't have many other victories to predict. Yeah, so you don't I'll, do it I'll, very I'll take often. one here for this game. All right, everyone. We want to thank you all for joining us on another Royal Rebounds podcast live with Calvin and Barry. I'm going to say it one more time. Kings win tonight, 121-118 over the Houston Rockets. Make sure you guys smash up that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you guys are interested in NBA playoff coverage, Make sure you hit that link in the chat and subscribe to Basketball at the Bar. We appreciate you all for joining us. And uh, no Royal Report on Friday, but we will see you guys all for post-game to uh, hopefully celebrate Calvin's prediction. So have a good night, guys. Thank you so much for watching. In the meantime, go Kings. Yeah, yeah. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here for fresh conversations, got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys, got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the claw and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar, grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. Let's get it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.